Section 62 of the Kerner Commission Report. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Report of the National Advisory Commission on Civil Disorders. Kerner Commission Report. Section 62, Supplement on Control of Disorder, State Response. A major civil disorder may require control forces beyond the personnel and equipment of a single city. When this occurs in an American city, the response will necessarily be far different than it would be in many foreign countries. Most Asian and European countries have national police forces under centralized control, and in the event of a disorder, thousands of additional specially trained and equipped control personnel can be rapidly deployed to the scene. Because a national police force is anathema to American tradition, because the use of federal forces in domestic violence is limited by the Constitution, governing statutes, and precedent, state forces alone will be available in the great majority of civil disorders in this country. The state forces presently available to assist local law enforcement agencies are the state police and the national guard state police forces all states except hawaii have a state police department highway patrol or department of public safety together they number approximately thirty two thousand five hundred sworn personnel all but seven states have under one thousand men in most states these officers are responsible for policing the entire highway system and must be generally dispersed over the entire state. Thus, state police departments find it difficult to mobilize sufficient numbers of men to be of appreciable help in assisting local police control a civil disorder. In fact, traffic supervision rather than law enforcement is the chief function in more than half of the states. Twelve of the 49 departments lack full police powers. Only five spend less than one-half time on traffic. 27 spend three-quarters or more time on traffic. Only eight spend over 15% of their time on control of criminal activities. In the comparatively few states where the departments spend appreciable time on crime control, they may be the principal law enforcement agency for many rural areas. To divert these forces to riot control activities would strip rural areas of police protection. Although state police recruits in 44 states receive training in crowd and riot control tactics, the average number of hours for such training is approximately 10, as compared to 39 for the state traffic code and 38 for accident investigation. Thus, despite real variations, most state police forces lack the necessary manpower, experience, and training to assist local police effectively in controlling civil disorders. In the great majority of states, only the National Guard can furnish effective assistance. National Guard Since World War II, the National Guard has been summoned to aid in controlling disorders a total of 72 times in 28 states. Thirteen took place during the summer of 1967. The performance of Guard forces in certain disorders, particularly in Newark and Detroit, raised doubts regarding their capabilities for this type of mission. Their performance also poses a serious challenge to the nation. 
because of the limitations of state police and the restrictions on the use of federal forces the national guard in state status is the only organization with sufficient manpower and appropriate organization and equipment to assist local police departments in riot control operations after hearing testimony and reviewing evidence of the guard's performance in riot control operations in several cities this commission recommended immediate action to improve the guard's effectiveness these recommendations included one increased riot control training two review of the standards for national guard officers three a substantial increase in negro personnel and both army and air national guard these recommendations provoke changes in the guard and they will here be evaluated background information on the guard certain difficulties experienced by the guard in responding to civil disorders result from the dual nature of its organization and mission on one hand it is a state militia organized trained and equipped to protect life and property and preserve order and public safety within the state it serves on the other hand it has a federal mission to provide organized units of trained personnel with sufficient and suitable equipment to augment the national and active army and air force in time of war or national emergency national guard officials maintain that their primary duty is to be ready to respond to the federal mission for the guard's force structure is tailored by the joint chiefs of staff to enable its immediate integration into the active army and air force the army prescribes standards for enlistment and for the appointment and promotion of officers the army directs training a federal order to duty has priority over a state call the federal government pays for ninety percent of the operating costs virtually all of the equipment and nearly half the cost of the physical installations and facilities yet members of the guard take an oath of allegiance to the state unless called into federal service and except when on annual two weeks tour of active duty the guard is under the control of the governor who appoints officers when on state duty the guard is paid by the state and is subject to state or local control the concept of a state militia is enhanced by the hometown makeup and traditions of guard units the dual nature of guard makeup and mission must be taken into account when guard capabilities for use in riot control operations are assessed and when responsibility for improvements is fixed here we consider the guard's control capabilities in terms of personnel organization planning training and equipment as presently in being personnel resources sufficiency of manpower the total strength of the national guard is determined by congress in response to requirements set by the department of defense the manpower level has varied little over the past several years although the national guard bureau and the adjutants general of the states participate in the process establishing guard strength in any state and allocating guard units to a particular state are primarily federal functions based upon the needs of the active army in the event of a national emergency a governor can refuse the total guard manpower allocated to his state in which case the excess manpower is assigned to other states a governor can also increase the total manpower assigned but there would be no federal recognition or support of the additional units 
in the recent past no state has called its total guard force to active duty to deal with civil disorders since nineteen fifty seven the average proportion of the force employed has been nine per cent and only two instances has a state employed more than fifty per cent of guard strength california called out sixty per cent for the watts riot in nineteen sixty five michigan called eighty five per cent for the detroit disorder in nineteen sixty seven but held twenty to twenty five per cent in reserve near detroit new jersey employed thirty one per cent of its guard in newark wisconsin about forty three per cent for milwaukee even if civil disorders increase somewhat in frequency and magnitude guard strength appears adequate to assist local law enforcement units other factors must however be considered first without the pressure of the accelerated draft in times of international crisis the guard usually has difficulty maintaining its strength second no state has yet experienced more than one major civil disorder at any one time two or more major disturbances would probably necessitate outside help third control of an extremely severe or prolonged disorder would undoubtedly be beyond the present capabilities of any state and fourth repeated disorders in a state would create manpower problems since calling the same units to duty several times in a short period would cause severe dislocations for the men involved in summary no state alone has the resources to support a guard force capable of controlling all potential disorders but no state can be expected to maintain a force of that strength elsewhere in this report the commission will consider the problem of obtaining outside aid two quality of guard officers total manpower is not the only determining factor in an evaluation of guard capabilities for control purposes proper leadership at all levels is vital to prevent the indiscriminate riot control measures utilized by some guard units in recent disorders evidence presented to the commission concerning guard performance in recent control operations brought into question the caliber and competence of certain guard officers some displayed inferior leadership below the level needed to handle the extremely sensitive operations of controlling disorder in an american city as a result the commission recommended that the qualifications and performance of all guard officers be reviewed this recommendation was intended not as a reflection on the entire officer corps of the guard but rather to suggest that objective tests be used to replace or retrain officers who failed to meet minimum standards of leadership prompt action was taken on the commission's recommendations a special board was formed to make a general assessment of the qualifications and performance of all reserve component officers the commission assumes that the department of the army will continue these efforts and will work with the states to upgrade or eliminate officers who lack the necessary leadership attributes the responsibility to improve guard leadership does not rest solely with the federal government governors appoint guard officers and they too must exercise responsibility to improve guard leadership by selecting only the well-qualified three negro personnel and guard units evidence from detroit indicates that active army troops were more effective than national guard units in controlling the disorder according to many observers the higher percentage of negroes in the active army was a significant contributing factor after reviewing this evidence and examining the percentage of negroes in guard units 
this commission recommended immediate efforts to increase substantially the number of negroes in army and air national guard units throughout the country the department of defense responded in two ways a on august thirty first nineteen sixty seven a special board was convened to study the extent of negro participation in the army national guard and reserve to explore the reasons why negroes were not fully participating in the national guard and reserve and to suggest a program to increase their participation substantially on october sixteenth nineteen sixty seven the board issued its report and recommended steps to recruit and retain additional negro personnel b the new jersey national guard was authorized a temporary five percent overstrength eight hundred and sixty five additional spaces in its paid drill strength the purpose was to test methods of increasing negro participation in the army and air national guard an intensive recruiting program was immediately instituted to obtain qualified negroes for the additional positions by the end of december nineteen sixty seven approximately thirteen hundred negroes had expressed interest in the guard of seven hundred and twenty three whose applications were fully processed three hundred and ninety seven were actually enlisted into the army and national guard thus approximately forty six of the overstrength positions have been filled amounting to an increase of negro participation in the new jersey guard from one point seven per cent on december thirty first nineteen sixty six to three point nine seven per cent at the end of december nineteen sixty seven the program is continuing the commission commends these efforts although it is too early to determine whether the new jersey program will be a complete success preliminary results indicate that negro participation in the guard can be increased the commission recommends that the findings of the special board and the results of the new jersey experiment be fully utilized to stimulate additional negro participation if necessary overstrength should be authorized every effort must be made to ensure fair assignments and promotions for negroes increased negro participation in the guard will have meaning only if there is a fair proportion of negro officers in command of integrated units organization unit organization in the guard is identical to active army organization command and control arrangements are also identical ensuring close supervision of troops and quick and flexible reaction to changing situations command organization of the guard is currently undergoing a modification which brings into sharp focus potential conflicts between the state and federal missions of the national guard in the opinion of experienced consultants the basic military element that lends itself most effectively to riot control is the battalion however the current plan splits support type battalions between various states with the resulting loss of at least one unified battalion in each state where divisions are split the commission recommends that the department of defense reconsider alignment of units between the states in order to ensure that state needs for unified command and control and riot operation are fully taken into account planning the importance of planning and effective control operations cannot be overemphasized planning is particularly important for the national guard because it needs to mobilize a large number of men from a variety of locations and occupations
be sure they are properly equipped deploy them rapidly in effective units to the scene of the disorder and provide adequate logistical support for expanded operations the department of the army in august nineteen sixty seven instructed all national guard commands to develop riot control plans a revised training schedule issued at the same time required an eight-hour command post exercise to develop plans or exercise previously developed plans all national guard units have now met this requirement the commanding general of the united states continental army command has dispatched liaison teams to review all state national guard riot control plans and to assure that they are coordinated with plans drawn by state and local civil officials the army has also developed planning packets for certain cities these include maps and other information necessary for control operations the department of the army and the national guard bureau have provided a basic framework which helps the states construct appropriate riot control plans the states now have a clear responsibility to develop them in order to aid appropriate federal and state officials fulfill their planning responsibilities the commission makes the following recommendations one the eight-hour command post exercise mentioned above is inadequate for proper drafting of control plans the commission believes that riot control plans should be developed by the state adjutant general working together with his full-time duty staff rather than during a training exercise the commission also suggests that the military support of civil defense section be utilized to assist in the planning process only if the planning is carried out in this fashion by full-time personnel will there be adequate opportunity to develop a workable and comprehensive plan and also to exploit fully the training exercises devoted to testing and revision of the plans we are informed that the department of the army is presently taking steps that would substantially carry out this recommendation two the planning process must involve all state and local officials who will be involved in the control operations it cannot be left solely to the army and national guard nor to the national guard and police departments three the lack of adequate communication between the guard and local agencies has been a problem in nearly all instances where national guard troops have been utilized to assist in controlling a disorder proper planning must ensure effective communications among all guard units involved as well as among the guard and appropriate local agencies particularly the police and fire departments four planning should take into account those national guardsmen who are policemen firemen and other emergency workers they must be released from active military duty if they are needed in their civilian capacities five plans must be constantly reviewed to ensure their applicability to changing conditions and new techniques and equipment six an officer should be on duty at the state guard headquarters on a 24-hour basis to ensure proper contact with state and local civil officials and law enforcement agencies guard headquarters should maintain regular contacts with all major state and local law enforcement agencies in order to provide for an exchange of information particularly intelligence seven all states should plan to have guard cadres key personnel and even some units available for rapid call-up during the crucial warm weather months this will provide a minimum force for immediate aid to local law enforcement agencies and will facilitate 
full mobilization and deployment if necessary a force of this nature can be created by placing personnel on an alert status subject to recall on short notice on a rotating basis or by scheduling weekend training for various guard units it is useful to recall that in eighteen of the twenty-three cities studied by the commission the disorders began during a weekend or on a friday or monday weapons equipment and logistical support the guard is armed and equipped by federal funds in order to fulfill its federal role as a combat force experiences of this last summer reveal that much of this equipment is inappropriate for dealing with civil disorders in american cities the guard and other military units lack an adequate middle ground between a display of force and the use of lethal or indiscriminate force the commission has recommended federally sponsored and financed research for developing non-lethal weapons the commission further recommends that the department of defense participate fully in such efforts to bring about full utilization of available resources suitable products of research and development should be used to the fullest extent possible by the national guard and other military forces as well as by local and state police in the foreseeable future however the national guard has no alternative but to use existing equipment in control operations one control weapons and equipment the rifle is the soldier's basic weapon he has been trained with it and has developed a degree of confidence in it this weapon has a psychological effect for a show of force that distinguishes military units from the police unfortunately actual use of the rifle in riot control operations is generally inappropriate it is a lethal weapon with ammunition designed to kill at great distances rifle bullets ricochet they may kill or man innocent people blocks away from the actual target unless or until an effective non-lethal replacement for the rifle is developed it will of necessity continue to be the basic arm for the individual guardsmen assigned to civil disorder duty the commission recommends that the department of defense immediately institute a research program that seeks to develop a new type of ammunition for use in civil disorders should be capable of striking with deterrent but not lethal force at reasonable range british units in hong kong for example fire a wooden peg that incorporates these basic features and is reportedly highly effective two bayonets considerable controversy developed around the use of bayonets by national guard and army units in controlling riots proponents of this weapon argued that it has the strong psychological impact necessary for an effective show of force and provides a means of self-defense for the individual guardsman opponents point out that bayonets are likely to cause death or severe wounds and may inflame a crowd to greater disorder one commentator after pointing out that successful modern armies have trained men to perform effectively in combat without bayonets concludes in any case the bayonet is completely useless as an instrument of riot control and the management of civil disorder as a device for separating hostile groups or controlling mobs it has some of the impact of a police dog in that it produces counter-effects that are not desired it is not a weapon which reassures soldiers especially national guardsmen federal troops tend to avoid its use 
even in most difficult riot control situations which faced british forces as for example in hong kong the bayonet was absent the commission recommends that the department of the army and the national guard bureau re-examine their policy underlying the use of the bayonet for riot control operations at the very minimum the commission believes that non-lethal chemical agents should be utilized before bayonets are fixed three chemical agents the national guard is equipped with cs the standard army chemical agent for riot control the army has recently developed a variety of dispensers that include small hand-thrown rubber grenades grenade launchers accurate to a range of 200 meters and useful, for example, against a sniper firing through a window, and large devices that can be mounted on helicopters and disperse effective amounts of the agent over relatively large areas. These should be made available to guard units as soon as possible. Despite the existence of some problems previously discussed in the control chapter, the only present alternative to use of CS is the application of potentially lethal force. New delivery projectiles now enable CS to be used in a highly discriminating manner against individuals or small groups, and they can provide more flexibility in the present range of coercive force. The Commission, therefore, believes that until more selective non-lethal weapons are available, CS should be utilized before rifles and bayonets. The Commission urges the Department of Defense to expedite the development and production of advanced delivery systems, which should also be made available to police departments. It is important to avoid the indiscriminate use of chemical agents. Their use should be announced to all who may be affected, and adequate escape routes should be open to allow a crowd to disperse upon being so ordered. All National Guard units should have on hand a sufficient number of gas masks to equip all guardsmen who may be used in riot control operations. Furthermore, each participating unit should have a supply of additional gas masks for police and other officials who may be attached to or involved with the National Guard in control operations. Utilization of chemical agents presents sufficiently difficult problems of judgment for a commander. The difficulty should not be enhanced by a lack of protective equipment. Four automatic and other weapons the commission has heard from witnesses and its own investigators disturbing accounts of indiscriminate firing of machine guns during certain of the recent disorders controlling a civil disorder is not warfare the fundamental objective of national guard forces in a civil disorder is to control the rioters not to destroy them or any innocent bystanders who may be present Brigadier General Harris W. Hollis, Director of Operations, Office of the Deputy Chief of Staff for Military Operations, U.S. Army, testified before the Commission. Commanders and their personnel should do whatever is possible to avoid appearing as an alien invading force rather than as a force which has the purpose of restoring order with minimum loss of life and property, and with due respect for the great number of citizens whose involvement in the area is purely coincidental. A military machine gun, as well as similar types of automatic weapons, is constructed to fire bursts or continuous streams of deadly ammunition a great distance and over a relatively large area. A machine gun, unlike a standard rifle, cannot be fired at individuals with selectivity or accuracy. By design, it is a weapon of mass fire. 
except in an extraordinary situation where the guard of the local community is endangered by the use of lethal weapons that can be neutralized only by mass fire and only if there is no disproportionate danger to innocent persons the commission recommends that the use of machine guns be prohibited for national guard forces assigned to riot control other mass destruction weapons of modern warfare flamethrowers recoilless rifles and artillery have no conceivable place in riot control operations in densely populated american cities five communication equipment the commission has previously emphasized that proper planning must include facilities for adequate communication between the guard and other agencies involved in control operations both the federal government and the states should take appropriate steps to ensure that adequate equipment is immediately available to guard units involved in control operations the commission has been informed that the department of defense is now equipping national guard forces with tactical communications equipment and that the army is developing prepackaged communication systems prescribed for use in major civil disturbances systems that can be moved to an effective area in a minimum amount of time the commission appreciates the importance of these preparations and recommends that these plans be fully executed immediately six miscellaneous equipment several other items of equipment have proved useful in riot control activities some are available from civilian sources others only through military supply channels in either case these items should be immediately available if the need arises a armored vehicles both army and national guard units have found that armored personnel carriers are effective for moving troops through areas which may be subject to sniper fire or to approach buildings from which snipers may be firing for national guard units in states where such equipment is not available armored trucks such as the type used by banks have been found effective they have the added advantage of being less conspicuous than military armed vehicles the use of tanks however is clearly inappropriate because of their potential for mass destruction b illumination equipment the detroit experience demonstrated that it may be highly desirable to illuminate large areas powerful portable light sources have been developed and are available for mounting on helicopters or vehicles army searchlights are appropriate advertising and display companies in most major cities have lights often obtained from army surplus that can be useful c public address systems loudspeaker systems both hand carried and larger are essential for warning and directing crowds d material for constructing roadblocks in the watts riot the guard experienced major difficulties in constructing effective roadblocks in many instances when the troops lacked adequate materials they resorted to gunfire to stop vehicles damage and loss of life resulted all guard units should make arrangements to obtain suitable materials for constructing effective roadblocks which should be marked by signs to warn civilians seven logistical support if logistical planning has been adequate no serious deficiencies in equipment and supplies should hamper guard units engaged in riot control duty training before august nineteen sixty seven army regulations required national guard units to conduct riot control training but specified no particular number of hours 
instruction consequently varied from a minimum of six hours in one state to a maximum of thirty-two hours in another in addition the general military training received by national guard units during their six months of active duty and ongoing drills was also applicable to riot control in august nineteen sixty seven the army increased mandatory riot control training to thirty-two hours of unit training sixteen hours of command and staff training and an eight-hour command post exercise for all army national guard units and certain designated air national guard units by the end of october nineteen sixty seven all state forces had completed this required training the commission commenced the department of defense the department of the army and the national guard bureau for their prompt action in increasing the riot control training of the national guard but in view of the reliance upon the national guard as the main source of support for local police and controlling disorders the commission recommends that further steps be taken to improve training one the sixteen hours allotted to command training is insufficient to complete the designated review of applicable military subjects and also the preparation and review of operational and mobilization plans therefore the commission earlier recommended that actual preparation of plans be left to the full-time staff the eight hours allocated to the command post exercise should be devoted fully to testing plans to determine their general adequacy if such testing reveals defects revision should be made and further training time made available to test the revised plans two riot control training for national guard troops should be a continuing part of the regular training program to ensure familiarity with established procedures and to train incoming recruits three riot control training and all training materials should be subject to periodic review in order to ensure that they fully incorporate the latest techniques developed by the army the national guard and the state and local law enforcement units a special subcommittee of the house committee on armed services special subcommittee to inquire into the capability of the national guard to cope with civil disturbances has recommended that the department of the army establish a permanent board of officers to supervise the development and testing of civil disturbance control measures and equipment and to develop and periodically publish revised training directives we believe that this recommendation is sound and we endorse it such a board could carry out our recommendation for a periodic review of training materials four all guard units should cooperate fully with efforts to integrate national guard training with that of state and local police if necessary guard commanders should take the initiative in proposing such training five guard training for control activities should include provisions to ensure that guard officers and men are fully aware of the organization procedures and capability of other law enforcement and government agencies that may also be involved in control activities six guard training should include increased emphasis on the community relations aspects of control operations seven until all national guard officers have received thorough training in riot control activities each state should designate appropriate senior officers for command of riot control operations the department of the army should establish a school to train these officers for command during riot situations with special emphasis on the political sociological and 
legal problems that are involved in control operations, we have been informed that planning for such a course is currently underway. 8. Top federal, state, and guard officials must make every effort to ensure that training directives are fully carried out and that every guardsman is made aware of the importance of all aspects of riot control training. In particular, emphasis should be placed on the importance of using only the minimum force necessary to achieve control. End of section 62.